0: abstract athlete podcast a collision of art sports and science welcome everyone thank you as always for listening to the abstract athlete podcast appreciate all our listeners and sponsors for their incredible support. Uh, Remember, if you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. Make sure to listen to our new podcast we have on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors podcast with Dr. G and Dr. C, and follow us on social media under the Abstract Doctors. And also excited about One Man's Ethos podcast with Tony Mandrich. Follow us at onemansethos.com and on Instagram, at One Man's Ethos and Facebook and Twitter. Also, you can follow us. Make sure to also follow Tony on Instagram at Tony Mandrich. And you can also check out his artwork at TonyMandrich.com. Stop by our website, TheAbstractAthlete.com for information on subscription boxes and upcoming events and workshops. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Had a really great uh, time talking today with artist, entrepreneur, and former Virginia Tech and Buffalo Bill defensive tackle Nigel Williams. Going to talk about his amazing football playing days with Virginia Tech. Also going to talk about his incredible art and his entrepreneurial endeavors. Make sure to follow Nigel on Instagram at Ocho Loco underscore V T. That's O-C-H-O-L-O-C-O. Underscore VT. Let's welcome Nigel Williams.
1: What is up? What's up, Ron? How we doing?
0: I'm awesome, man. How, I, it sounds weird to say that, but how you doing?
1: I can't complain. Just trying to keep busy. Yeah,
0: man yeah,
1: That's
0: that's all we can do at this point. It's craziness. Yeah, I know. At least
1: there's football next week. So, if we get something, I've been trying to keep up with Hard Knocks and everything. In the meantime,
0: yeah, who yeah. that's uh, who is that this year?
1: I'm um, following the two LA teams. They're following. That's the, right, Rams the Rams and, and Chargers. Yep. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say I never, I never watch because I, I don't have HBO. So okay, <laughs> but I've been like trying to keep you know at least, at least sports is somewhat back it's it's weird and my baseball team sucks right now so that's always hard And and of course my buckeyes are in limbo um the big yeah. 10 the big 10 is so so weird in terms of what what the hell they're doing so i don't i don't know man
1: it's but, gonna be interesting to see how everything pans out this year yep you no know. yeah um,
0: you do you still have some some guys that are playing in the league what you say you guys. You still know some guys playing in the league, I assume. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know a couple of guys are playing. Yeah, you
0: t- have you talked to them? Like, just what camp's about?
1: Um, it seems like they're doing following protocols pretty well. They're yeah. getting tested every day. Yeah. Um, it's a little weird not having the preseason games. Yeah. This year, so I know it's pretty hard for like, the undrafted guys. Oh yeah, how do you sure. stand out? Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Oh, week by week I think this year. I know they already said for the first few games, and not having any fans or anything, which is kind of what we expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. God.
0: Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for doing this. I mean, we're we're already recording, we're already blasting away. So. Okay. <laughs> um. But you know, I I always like to get into, um, you know, like this is this is your platform, you know, like so I always like to just you know like. You and I have talked, you know, a bunch. And so I know, like, kind of w- where you come from. But I still think it'd be, like, really cool to, like, tell people, like, how you got into, you know, the football, but how you got into creativity. I know, like, you also have played, you know, instruments in the past and love music. Like, we can branch off into that stuff. Like, um, you know, because I'm, I'm such a big fan of your art. And um, and just, like, like this, particularly, like, the one piece that we have you know, is, is an abstraction and like, how did, you know, like, but I know you do, you do other kinds of art as well. Like, but like what, like what interests you, um, in terms of like your creativity, but like, cause you're creative in multiple ways. So it's, I, I think, you know, you're like a super interesting dude. Like you you know, just because just your creativity is in different spaces and, and, you know, how you got there, what you're interested in, all that stuff. So I know that's a lot, but <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I grew up always interested in art at some capacity. I remember I first really got into it around fourth grade playing the saxophone and everything. <laughs> nice. Um, stuck with that for a while. And then it kind of became a thing where I was. You go to band practice or you go to football practice or basketball practice at the school. So that kind of shifted me over to focusing more on sports. Um, in high school, um, I, ca- I could bounce out a little bit more. I uh, started doing 2D art a little bit more, doing some pottery. Um, and I always enjoyed that throughout the day, especially after a long day of school or a football practice, like kind of way to like decompress it in the day and just kind of do what you want to do and create how you want to create. And like with that, I kind of experimented with like different ways of how can I express this best? So I tried different mediums and everything. Um, I try to always make it so it makes sense to me, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then as I got older, I started experimenting more with like my old art teacher and everything. Maybe I remember we talked about earlier this year, um, have to, I had the opportunity to teach at the juvenile correction facility. So we on different mediums and that helped me practice different techniques as well. And then had the opportunity to teach in Kenya also last year. And he worked on, I think I taught two different mediums. I taught pin and ink and stippling. And um, the more I teach, the more I can kind of look up different ways, different methods to kind of express what's on my mind or what I'm thinking all the and time. And see,
0: to, to me, like, you're this perfect example of what we talk about, like being an abstract athlete, because you're here you are teaching art classes in, in different spaces, like two very valuable, inspiring spaces, but you're also – and I don't know if you're still doing this, but you you coached as well.
1: You went back to yeah. your back to your high. You, are you still doing that? Yeah, I'm still doing that. Okay. Kind of on run on hold right now. Yeah, to cancel all fall sports in the state of Virginia. But yeah. I still train some kids throughout the week. Um, yep. Whenever I can. Um, last year was my second year coaching at the school, we actually won the state championship last fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have some we have some pretty good talented guys on the team last year, which makes it a lot easier to coach. <laughs> having having right. a having good group of guys, smart guys, just kind of pull together.
0: Yeah. No, but I say like, again, like that idea that you, it's coming from two different spaces in terms of your kind of mentorship, but I'm sure in some ways you kind of, those things overlap in terms of your teaching, in terms of the way that you're thinking. um, And in terms of the way that you talk to the kids too. It's like, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, that's why I think it's like so inspiring. It's like, and you're you're right. Like going back to what you were saying earlier, it's like when you're an athlete growing up and you do creative things, it's almost like you're kind of forced to move away from that because of practices yeah. and different stuff. But you still did it. It just might not mm-hmm. have been to the extent that other kids doing like playing saxophone, for instance, or whatever. Yeah. Um. And so, like, bringing that that knowledge to a football practice to like, to say to a kid, it's like, Oh, by the way, you know, like you could, you could paint in your off time because it's actually really valuable for your mind to like, to decompress, to like, you know, almost meditate um, in a space and get your mind, get your mind right for lack of a better way than saying it. And I just think that that that's such a valuable thing for a kid to have because you and I both know coaches sometimes are just like, and it's, it's just all hardcore, blah, blah, you know, and like to have exactly. somebody like you that is thinking like in so many different ways, I just, uh, that, that to me is like, creates a more uh, a well-rounded athlete um, and or person, you know, however you want to look at
1: it. So I feel like, especially when I got to college, I kind of had to step back a little bit and think that life is much more, I, used to, I think football was like everything, especially in the first couple of years. Cause you're around it all day, every day. You're training with the guys. You're living with the guys. Eating with the guys. Practicing the guys all day with your coaches all day. So it's like football is life, you know. Yeah. Whatever, sportsman is life. And just stepping back into an art, kind of puts you in perspective. There's so much more to talk about, or to kind of put your mind somewhere else, and kind of take your mind away from just practices or games and stuff. Yep. So it definitely, so it makes you definitely makes you more balanced. I would say. So you're not always on that on ten. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Geared to, gear yeah. to just training in football. It's time kinda of take your time to step back and focus on what you really value. Yeah. And it's hard. Like you said, like
0: I think it's because you have yeah, football is or whatever the sport is that you play is mm-hmm. life when you're in it. And yeah. you know, in, in college I'm sure you guys were practicing, just practicing three, four hours a day, then you have you know, study tables, you have weightlifting, you have, you know, like there's all these other things that are connected to the sport, but are not the practice, you know, yeah. air, air quotes on that. And, and so it is, it's, it's hard to navigate in that space where you can find that time to decompress or be creative. And, but I think it's important. I think you like, you're you again. Like you speak so so beautifully about like that idea, that how how important and how how much you understood the value of like having this creative side to you. Did you ever? Yeah. Did you take stuff, or did you have time, or were you able to take any art classes in college?
1: Um, my first year, I did like a design appreciation class. Yep. Yeah. We kind of looked at all scopes of art and just seeing, and we all kind of open conversation about it. It was about a, it was a huge lecture class. Oh, cool! But it didn't feel that big because it was like really intimate conversations about. We look at pictures or look at different venues and everything, right? And to see what inspired it and what it meant, which is pretty cool to talk about in the class. Yeah. And then I did like a creative writing class once. Oh, cool! I, yeah.
0: See, I didn't even know you wrote, <laughs> see? <laughs> I mean, no, because like, again, like, oh, yeah. I know you're, a, you're a painter, like, and I know you do other like, uh, visual arts. And then I know, mm-hmm. you know, I again knew that you had played instruments in the past and like have a music background as well, but I didn't know that it was the writing component. So you're all over the place. Like that's, that to me again is awesome because it, I always say that like to students and, and, and to really just to people and stuff that the different forms of creativity bring you different things for lack of I I can't think of a better yeah. way to say it. but you know, it's like singing compared to like painting to me has like a different emotion. And um, in, in how I feel after I'm done doing it or whatever. So I'm sure like you have that same experience. Exactly. So, yeah. No, I think again, I just think that's like really cool. Do you, so first of all, do you miss football? <laughs>
1: Um, I miss I miss game days. I think I miss like the locker room environment. Yeah, or anything because you're around your, your best friends. Yep, almost all the time. Um, but I don't get miss getting hit every day or getting <laughs> right. or banging banging clashing heads every day. Yeah. Um, but I feel like just coaching the kids kind of brings me back to it a little bit. Being around helping them kind of achieve their goals as well. I feel like I get more excited seeing the guys I coach get scholarships more than it was more than I did winning the biggest games in college. Yeah. You
0: know. Which is that against Ohio State, high, right? right. We <laughs> <side>? <laughs> Which I said was against Ohio State, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
1: That's one of the big ones you guys got it back next year.
0: And hey, you inspired us to win the, uh, the 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 national championship, so we'll give you the credit on that. So yeah, I
1: think it was wild. Like my three years that I was playing college, we played against the national champion that year.
0: Every year? Honestly. Oh, that's
1: cool. That's yeah. I think my first. Well, you my played against first Alabama the second year. year? He played against Albion my first year.
0: Yeah. He
1: played against Ohio State my second year.
0: And then Clemson?
1: And then we played against Clemson my last year.
0: Wow, that's kind of weird. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. And you played under Frank Beamer, which is kind of – I mean, he's a legend.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just wild just thinking – just growing up because you always see Frank on TV. Yeah. You always saw, like, Michael Vick or uh, – when I was coming up, it was Michael Vick um, – John Graves, a lot of guys that like, from Virginia that you remember yeah. watching, watching play growing up. I remember the first time Coach Beamer came to my school to recruit me. He had all the rings on his hand, <laughs> and it kind of just felt surreal seeing him like in this nice tailored suit. And i was just like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> right. I, did, I had no clue growing up. I just played football because I thought it was fun growing up. I like, I like being the toughest guy on the field. Yeah. But like when I first got my first football offer, I was like, so what does this mean? Like my mom still didn't know what it meant. Right. She still had she still had me applying like church scholarships and stuff to go to college. Um, yeah, but it was a blessing plan for Frank. Um, he's really, he's probably one of the nicest guys you ever meet. Yeah. Um, really personable, takes care of his guys. You and still you still over. in
0: contact with him?
1: I will talk to him every now and then. His, yeah. uh, his family, some of his family lives in Richmond.
0: Oh, okay, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. And then uh, I guess it kind of carried over into Coach Fuentes' coaching style as well. And we see a lot of stuff that he, because is still in the program, or even just the Blacksburg culture, right. still being carried on through Coach Fuente. So it's pretty cool playing for both of those coaches as well. And so you got
0: you got picked up undrafted free agent from the Bills first. Is that correct? Or was that the yeah. correct? Okay. And then you so were. Up... Go
1: ahead. Yes, yeah, so I got picked up by the Bills. Um, 2017 as an undrafted free agent. Um, worked out then for a while through camp and everything. Got released a little bit after camp. Um, spent some time working out a few other teams like Atlanta. Cardinals um, as well, three. right? Yeah, and I yeah. ended up signing with the Cardinals my second year. Yeah. yeah, so I played with them for a little bit, which I enjoy. It's kind of weird going from Buffalo, New York <laughs> to Arizona, you yeah. know? <laughs> a little bit of a different climate. <laughs> yeah, I remember I landed and it was like 8 o'clock at night and it was 108 degrees at night. <laughs> And then, there was a, and then there was a dust storm that same time. And I was like, this is a whole nother world over here.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that. But that's pretty wild though. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so like what, I mean, do you, do you have like a routine in terms of your creativity or do you just kind of just get inspired and, and kind of do stuff? Um, I'm always curious, like how, how people, um, find their space of of creativity
1: um it, it takes me i feel like it takes me a while to create i have to really be feeling it and thinking about it for a while okay and then like it'll just hit me where it's just like this is how i want to show it right you know i think the last picture i did the last piece i did was a scratch
0: oh, I wow, had an okay.
1: idea, i had an idea in mind and i was like how can i best depict this or show this right so i just, just order a scratch board and just went to work on it um so i feel like it takes me a t- like a little bit of time to like break down what I, what's on my mind and kind of process what I'm thinking. Right. Put an image to it and then kind of just put that on paper or whatever medium I to use at the time.
0: I, I remember reading, um, you know, that article that had come out in the Richmond Times. Was that? A, God, I don't even remember when it was. But I, I remember something that you and your, was it your former teacher... We're talking yeah. about setting up a non for profit. I mean, like, talk about, like, I can't remember what it is about. I, I'm actually trying to find it right now. But um, it, was, it was in regards to you teaching at the, the, the juvenile center, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so we've been teaching there, and then kind of we're going to go move into teaching faith through art. We're kind of trying to show how our religion and faith, wherever we believe in, can be expressed through art. Right. Um, which, which kinda of we did in Kenya, which is pretty cool. It's kinda of wild the first night we went there, we went to Kitten Gala uh wine glass. Not wine glass, um, glass blowing facility. Right. And um, it's one of the guys that was with us, he, he's a professional glassblower in the area. And he went over there and was just like none of them spoke the same language or anything. Right. And you see how they communicated through just art. Yep. You know, to make these beautiful pieces. They just knew what all the tools are called about, like just moving. It just seemed like it was like dance, you know? And then we just saw that and just like thinking, how can we just speak to people from all over the place
0: mm-hmm. through
1: art? And so we were playing on other trips, but you know, like coronavirus kind of yeah, slowed yeah. that down. So right now we're working on a uh, like a workbook. Um, Just kind of showing different mediums of art, how to express it and like, just teaching people how like different mediums and um, seeing what best suits them, you know? And just kind of having like open conversations in this workbook, nice. Um, and just having them kind of just being able to talk through it and um, seeing what works best for whoever's how, working through the pool.
0: How, how how did the Kenya trip?
1: Was the Kenya trip a football trip? What was? How did? No, you... it wasn't. Okay. So my, so my old art teacher, um, we've been teaching at Jim Corrections Facility, and uh, her husband's also a musician. Okay. Um, and somebody reached out to her husband, who's been doing uh, mission trips um, all throughout Africa, um, Middle East and everything. And he said that a church over there, a few churches, their sound is terrible, need some help, like setting up the churches, just like being able to like televise and everything. And so he reached out to her husband. And then he said, we also have a bunch of artists over here. Who uh, are looking for like feasible ways to create art? They don't have a lot of resources out here, and so he mentioned his wife's name, and she was telling him about how we've been working at the juvenile correction facility, and so that's how we all got intertwined with that, and then we just kind of kept talking about, it, and then we just ended up in Kenya, and we ended up <laughs> teaching, a, yeah, we ended up teaching for a workshop for like four or five days, which was pretty cool because um, we went. We, Went with the mindset that we we're going teaching like younger kids how to work with art, but a lot of people we work with are like high school teachers or like college professors, you know. So we have to like up up our ante a little bit, and what we're teaching and everything, kind of make them a little bit more advanced. Which is pretty cool to see, like how they create, what inspires them. Like it's com- like just completely different mindset of thinking of it as opposed to what we think over here all the time. We got, I feel we get kind of culturally brain- brainwashed here, you know. Right. Um, just seeing how. This, the conversations were so different and like their concerns were so different from what we have here. And seeing how they put that on pen and paper on paper and everything was pretty cool.
0: Well, and you that reminds me of, I think, something you and I were talking about. I don't know, you know, when I a couple months ago at this point, I guess, because I, I've lost time, I have no idea what day it is anymore with all the yeah. coronavirus. But I, I remember we there's multiple things that I think I, I wanted to touch on, but like that that conversation I I know we had just to sort of skimming off what you were just talking about is it it, like this, the creativity is is not just for kids. It's not just for, I mean, the introduction it's, it's the reintroduction for adults. It's like this, this, cause you you and I completely, I, I think we like agreed on this. It's like, we're all creative beings, all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, and it doesn't, you know, like you, for instance, like do lots of different things, obviously music, you know, uh, painting, drawing, uh, writing, which I just found out. Uh, and but most people actually stop, you yeah. know, whether it's whether it's time, whether it's they think it's not valuable, or whatever. And so it's like, while I think it's like super important to have kids being pushed on like how important this is. It's like that reintroduction to an adult going, look, this, this is actually a good thing for you to do. It doesn't mean you have to be a professional artist or whatever, but, and, and like, again, for me, it's like, you're, you're such an inspiration because like, here's a guy that reached the, the pinnacle of, you know, you were on professional football teams, but yet you're, a creative person too. So it's like, you can bring like this incredibly different, interesting dynamic to an adult. You know, it's like a father or a mother of, of a little kid that looks up to you. And it's just like, you know, you should be doing this too. You know, yeah. and, and I think that that's like, I, I just, I think those things are like so important. Um, Cause I think sometimes we do forget that adults need that, that, Mind Space. rest, yeah, exactly.
1: It's I guess wild. Whenever I talk to people about it, and I tell people like the not kids, I'm like, "You gotta come too." Like this some Like, oh, I'm terrible at art. Do, yeah, it doesn't I'm, matter. I yeah, hit, it doesn't I, matter. Yep. It just take the I, time to do something that you want to do. Like, cause there's so many things. Like, people break down the day. I gotta do this today. Yep. Also, this is my schedule. Set some time aside for yourself and just do something that you can appreciate for yourself. You know. Yep. Time to create, take your mind. Because when I'm creating something. My head's, my mind's only on that, you know. Yep, and
0: you disappear in it, like, and then it's two yeah. hours later, and it's like, what just happened, and it's, yeah. and and you come out on the other side of it in such a better, more refreshed space, uh, clear-headed. Uh, that you, I'm sure you have like some sort of recuperation that happens with the, uh, it, yeah. And you, I remember you said. When you were playing it, I think it was at Tech. It might have been when you were on the, in, in, with the Bills or something. But you, you said there was other guys in the locker room that you guys would share each other, like work that you were doing. Is that correct? And you said maybe that was Virginia Tech. But you I think said it was there, was, Tech. there was other guys. See, I think that that's like becomes really cool when that, when that seeps into the locker room space. When yeah. it's like, it's not just about like the football, but it's about the life that actually can benefit the football and the mm. performance.
1: That's pretty cool. Cause like just being on the team, everybody thinks you're just like football all the time. Yep. But I actually like, talked to guys in locker, you have some amazing artists. Like one of my friends, he, he's, he's mm-hmm. doing really well with music right now. He's living down in Atlanta and everybody kind of backs and supports him. And another guy um, I, who's my roommate, he was doing like putting like custom messages on people's shoes or cleats and everything.
0: That's awesome. And he was
1: in college, you know? And then I was talking to some of the other athletes. Uh, We had like graphic designers and everything. Um, Just seeing how much, just a wide variety of just creative talent was in the locker room that nobody ever really sees or thinks about. I remember like we were at, we played a bowl game down in Charlotte. And it was a hotel in the lobby. It was a a piano in the lobby of the hotel. And uh, my roommate, he ended up being my roommate later on. He just sat down at the piano and just started playing, and I was like, <laughs> "I would have never guessed that," you know, like, right? It's like because we were ever, never really around the piano, but just seeing him just like play it, and everybody just stopped to listen to him was kind of insane. It's
0: it, I, that's an interesting story to me because it's like you. I think most people would think. Well, first of all, it's the more than an athlete thing. First of all, yeah. but it's like I think most people would think that. You know, athletes do have this confidence, this bravado and this like, but there's so many athletes, there's a vulnerability or I guess that might be the best word to use, like to step out into that space where it's whoever that was, your, your, your roommate, that's putting himself out there in a completely different way than it is about him being on a field you know? Yeah. And, and so to do that, I think takes like guts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's, I think it like really does become important for athletes to share those, those moments because it does, it is that more than an athlete position that shows, Oh, I'm not just this guy on a field or on the court or whatever. I actually do this as well. And it doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't mean that this is my profession. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, going to be Jay-Z or whatever, but I'm pretty good at it and and I take it seriously and I love it. And and yeah. and, and I, I think it actually that there's a lot of a lot of that going on now. Um I think it's 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 interesting for me to see because back when I when I was playing, you know, you had to be tough and that was it. But now like, yeah. athletes are being more vulnerable. They're they're talking about mental health. They're 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 kind of showing other talents and and stuff like that. And so you you were kind of for me like sort of in the well, I don't, maybe the beginning middle of it when people were st- starting to actually push those other things out there.
1: Now, I feel like it's the uh, just social media's helped that a lot. You know, it's connected to people in yep. so many other ways that you would never think about. You know, and seeing. Being an athlete or just anybody, they see somebody else is going through the same thing you're going through. It's like, oh, I'm not the only one, you know. Yeah. So you, more, you feel more comfortable coming out and speaking out about it. Yeah. I remember, like, I remember Kevin Love. I think it was about five, six years ago. Yep. He expressed his mental health issues, and it kind of just so it was like, like tons of other athletes come out. Brandon Brand- Marshall
0: is like such a such a big person in that space as well. But yeah, Kevin yeah. Love. Kevin Love is like a huge voice in that
1: space. Yeah. Much, which I feel like was not needed, you know? Absolutely. People don't understand how stressful that could be. Playing like it looks good on TV, he's playing on these huge stages. Great. Yep. you're playing with some of the best guys in the world, but there's so many things you're going through in your own head, you know? Yep. Well and I think and, Paul I you know. think Paul George alluded to the last week, you know, he had a couple of bad games, NBA final NBA playoffs and people the media's killing him. Yep. tongue uh, so am saying he's the worst performance in the past forty years. And he'd go through all this. He's sitting in a bubble in his hotel room by himself without his family and everything. Yep. Like, that has to be tough on somebody mentally, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and and then it goes back to to playing in college. And the, <laughs> first of all, the amount of pressure on college athletes, predominantly football, because football is the king of the hill. And when you're playing at a big school, like a Virginia Tech, like the, the, the pressure from the fan base, then you're also an, you're also a student. Yeah. And the, like, you know, you, you practice every day all week. Then you have the game. Then Sunday, like you beat the hell up. You're trying to recover, but then you have yeah. a test on Monday. And it's like, then you're still, it's like that people do not understand how much like, they're, like when, you, when you're a student athlete, you wake up your day is built. Yeah. I mean, it's like you wake up at six, you might have study table, then you go lift, then you go to a class, then you have practice, then you have another study table at night. And then you like might have a team meeting and then you go to bed and it starts all over again. And it's just like, where, where does the mind relax in that scenario? Exactly. And and, and then you go to the pros and you're getting paid to do it. And so like so much more is expected of you because mm-hmm. you're getting paid for. It's just, it it doesn't stop. So I, I did, like you said, I, I applauded Paul George for coming out like, and the Kevin loves and the, the Brandon Marshalls yeah. because it is tough. And it, it also just, it lays a foundation for other people to be able to, to say something.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is. A lot. I remember one time in college, I had a teacher assign a, gives an assignment on a Wednesday, and made it due the next night at midnight. But that next night, we had a Thursday night game down in Atlanta, playing as at Georgia Tech. Yep. And you know how before games in college it's like that day. The day before, you're in meetings all day. You on you on the plane, you go to the hotel. You're in meetings the whole time, so you're trying to squeeze out this assignment. And the next thing you know, it's game day. Yep. You know, you're you know, meeting game days, waiting around for the night game. I was in the locker room in my full, in my full uniform, writing, <laughs> submitting that assignment. You know, and like just looking back at it, it was just so surreal. Like you're getting ready for your group to go out and stretch and everything for the game, and over your head you got the assignment you got to do. Because before anything, you want you got to graduate. You know. Yep. Um. Then on top of that, you still have to go out and perform that night. Yep. Um. And just thinking, just. It goes thing to the pros, you know. Every day you go through the practice, you're getting paid for it, but you don't know if you're going to be guaranteed that you'll be back the next day, well, which is kind of scary. I mean, and what, I mean, what you were just saying, go ahead. I mean, my first roommate, when I got there, we got an apartment, um, went grocery shopping that day. Next day, we had a morning meeting. And on the way to the meeting, he just told me, he's like, it's nice meeting you, I got to go. He was like, it "Just release me." Like, it was before any practice we had or anything. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So that that kind of messes you up mentally, you know. Yep. So.
0: And that's where the art comes in. Like, see, that's why yeah. I think, in in some ways, you had the foundation of understanding, like that benefit of creating, like, can actually put you in that position where the the mind is right but it's still difficult, man. Like, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, like I think you said it so perfectly. It's like sitting in a locker room doing an assignment is surreal. Like I, I remember I back at Ohio state, I remember I was trying to join this class and I, and I was with one of the Ohio state football players was trying to do the same thing. And we were, you know, first day of class, you know, so we're just trying to add this class and this, the teacher comes in and she starts going for the, through the role. And one of the people she mentions was a guy that played basket was on the basketball team who was already in the class. And somebody goes, Oh, well they have a basketball game tonight. And she just like shakes her head. And like, you see her like, you know, kind of angrily, like check him like that. He's not there or whatever. And me and, yeah. the, me and the football guy just looked at each other and we're like, and we just got up and laughed. Like, yeah. I mean, we're not like, you know, what are you supposed to do in that situation?
1: Exactly.
0: A, a, and so it's, you know, it's a funny story. It's in hindsight to like think back about it, like probably like you're you were saying, like sitting in the locker room, doing yeah. an assignment, an hour before game time. Like
1: it's exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's like you're putting that on like. Eighteen, nineteen-year-old kids, you know, right out of high school, where yep, you're used to a routine where it's like you can't. The teachers kind of work with you, you're bouncing out, so you're not going to class and have to think about practice, getting away of class and everything because you know everybody's the same schedule. Yep. Which in college, and like, you're all over the place. You're still trying to manage yourself, be a part of the team, and then like stay ahead of your classes too. So just trying to find that balance, and then just trying to find time for yourself is hard times
0: yep. want to take a quick second make sure to check out nigel on instagram at loco underscore vt o-c-h-o-l-o-c-o underscore vt make sure again to listen to our new podcast on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors with dr g and dr c follow us at TheAbstractDoctors.com and on social media under The Abstract Doctors and One Man's Ethos podcast with Tony Mandrich, which you can follow on Instagram at One Man's Ethos. And you can also check out Tony at Tony Mandrich and follow Tony's artwork at TonyMandrich.com. Now, let's back to Nigel. Well, what are like some like? I don't want to. I, I, if this is a weird way to say it, but like, what are some goals like in the next five years? Like, do you want to? Do you want to have your own exhibition? Like, you know, to, at a gallery? Like, are you? Are you looking at it that way? Or are you like really focused in on this um, non for profit? There's are there multiple goals?
1: Um, um, I think right now I'm just so sort of focused on. The nonprofit sector, just trying to uh, see how I could best teach, you know, right. before, how far I can make make the outreach um, and potentially make an exhibition from there. Uh, try to kind of collect pieces from wherever I teach, other countries and everything, right. and kind of pull those to here and just show how other people around the world communicate through art. You know, I feel like that would be pretty cool. Yep. Um, I remember just talking to people in Kenya. It was just like, such a big thing right now to try and bring all the ap- art back to Africa's because most of the art, ancient art from Africa is like all over the world right now, yeah. you know? And so just kind of bring that appreciation kind of so they can value, give themselves more value too, to see how creative they are over there. And I think, think we could benefit from the same thing, seeing all the stuff that we create here and uh, what we have to offer, you know, which would be pretty cool. So I feel like five years, um, have a collection of workshops under my belt. Yep. Um, just have sparks more conversations. Get more people involved with art. Um, well, and I think like, you like said real, it.
0: You said it really well earlier. Like you, I, I don't remember if you said it was you or whoever you were with. You know, nobody. We couldn't communicate verbally when we were in yeah. Kenya, but art communicates. Yeah, and it's true. Like that, the hand communicates.
1: Yeah. It was, just, it was just like kind of wild. That's the first time I seen it firsthand, you know. Right. Because I don't know, I don't know how to glass blow at all. But seeing like my friend who was doing it, just like communicating, then like the pieces they made were amazing, you right. know. And like afterwards, they couldn't really understand each other, but like in that moment when they're creating, it was like it was just so fluent, you know. Yep.
0: Now it, it's. I, I, I think that's like such like that's actually a really important point for people to realize like the power of art. I mean, it sounds corny to say it like yeah. that, but there is. Like there's yeah. there's something I actually was reading an article the other day with one of my classes that I'd sent out and it says and it talks about the health benefits not just of making art, but of just looking at art. So mm-hmm. going, going to a, a gallery or a museum is actually healthy, you know? And it's yeah. just like, and I wish more people would go. But I think sometimes, I think there's this stigma about galleries and artists that people that are not artists are scared of them. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and I think that's something that needs to be broken down, where it's like mm-hmm. people feel comfortable going to these spaces because it's not just for people that have money. To go to these, this is for everybody to go.
1: Exactly. So, I remember. I think I was kind of spoiled in high school because my high school is right next.
0: Yeah, it's right next, the next to the museum.
1: Yep. Yeah. So like, you <laughs> will we kind of, we'll kind of sneak over there every now and then, check them new exhibits and everything. I remember we had my freshman year, we had to like do a mile run around that block, the MFA block, and so people come back with like hour long miles because they will stop in and go to the museum and everything. Yep. as they go in the corner, the teacher couldn't see them. They'll go inside the museum. And hang out in There or whatever, so it was pretty cool. Like I saw like firsthand whatever new exhibit was coming through town, and I yep. just pop in there. Yep. After school, so I remember when I was in high school, we only had one gym, like one basketball court. And I think my freshman year, I played JV, so varsity practice right at school, and JV practice like two hours at right the school. So like we would just walk around Carytown or just like pop into the museum and just catch kind of chill out there and check out whatever was new there. And I guess it kind of made me think about the mediums also,
0: right?
1: all other ways that people well, decide how to express ideas, which is pretty cool.
0: Who, I mean, that makes me think of a question like who, and this, maybe this is a multiple parted question. Maybe it's like, who inspires you as an athlete? Who inspires you as like a creative, which means as, as an artist, it could be a musician, it could be whatever. Um, and then maybe just, I mean, maybe it's connected to anything, but just like, who's like a kind of a hero to you in general? I can, which they all could be the same person really, but. Um,
1: actually one of the guys who had the piece in the actual athlete, uh, Vernon Davis. Yep. Um, seeing him, he was one of my favorite athletes watching him play. Yep. For a long time. I remember him battling Cam Chancellor in the NFL.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Um, that's some really, really good games. And just seeing him express himself to art also was kind of inspiring. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've always liked uh, Kim Day Wiley, Rumors of War. Yep. Um, I thought that was amazing that they brought that piece here. I Absolutely. Because I was in high school, and it's like crazy how the timing of that coming here and then like everything going on this year with just blocks away on Monument Avenue, you yep. know? Yep. Um, that's wild to I me. Mean. I remember saying when he first had an exhibit here in Richmond, um something like the L, Cool J, PCA, and then saying a couple years ago when he did uh, the Obama's official. Official portraits. Oh, yeah, yeah, have you been it's up to see official. that in D.C.? I have not yet. Oh, it's. a fan on going to D.C. before COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah, before COVID. Yeah, I was going to go up there. I think in May to go to go through all the museums up there, but I haven't had the chance to go up there yet.
0: Yeah. No, it's uh, that show that they had of Kahinda. Was it last? Got it two years ago, I guess. Was just yeah. phenomenal. And that, yeah. the, 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 you know, we're lucky enough to have had, you know, um, Pam and Bill Royal that, like, really were instrumental in, A, getting that show there, but also the, getting the rumors of war down here. Yeah. And it's just, you know, Richmond's beyond lucky to have, have that piece because it's just so powerful. And so it's poetic, you know, yeah. in the response mechanism to the now gone <laughs> monuments, which is great, but it's you know.
1: wild like seeing how, like, the tag Lee Monument and everything, and then walking a few blocks over, you see another statue, Rumors of War, completely contradicts everything else. Yep. Monument Avenue, you know? Yep. The guy wearing Nikes and Dreads on a yep. horse. <laughs> You'll never, like, just being in Richmond, you never thought that would pop up.
0: Nope. No, it's it's. Uh, I freaking love it. I mean, it's just it, oh, yeah. to me, it is like it's so poetic, in in a response to what Monument Avenue now was. I mean, at least almost is. Once once the Lee statue is gone, it yeah. it'll, it'll have like a whole nother kind of um, power to it. So, exactly.
1: so. That's why, like, I still drive it by it all the time now. Just dude. saying, like. I don't know. If you see it on the news it says it's like very really violent out there and everything, but when I drive by, it's like people playing basketball yep. over there. I think drove by one time. It was like they have, pla- they it. have plants,
0: like planted down There's like sunflowers growing. Um, yeah. And I think actually, I think that the the graffiti, you know, it's not even. I don't even think of it as graffiti. I just think of it as as it's it's just a painting. And I think it's yeah. just like I think it's just beautiful. And I really truly hope that they leave it, but I—I I, who knows?
1: This is like while like looking at all the good, like all the panning on like you said, it looks like all just flows together, which yep. is kind of crazy to think. Yep. All these random people just come up there, tag it, and then just like almost like all makes sense, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Well, you know, we can like start, you know, wrapping up and and and, but like. A, we always like to do a couple like kind of fun questions. And you can also, also just like, if there's anything that, you know, like we didn't touch on, um, but you know, like you, you traveled a little bit like with the football team and stuff. Is there any cities that were like really, not that you got a lot to, when you went there, you didn't really get to see anything, but maybe, maybe it was probably more of the bowl games. You got a little bit of time there. It was like, like, what's like kind of a city that you like, not not well it could be richmond i guess you, you'd live here mm-hmm. um you know like your favorite city or maybe it's kenya like maybe it's you know you know in in your travels like a city that or or a country or state or whatever that really you love and then you know we always like food recommendations because <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> yeah, like these richmond are this food, kind I'm of this. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a richmond foodie i like trying to find new spots in richmond Yeah, sure. yeah
0: yeah oh god yeah and it's this is a great food town man
1: it is. Like, I think it's like the, our biggest secret down here. It's yep. like just the plethora of options down there. Whatever yep. you're feeling is there. Yep. Um, I think my favorite city, I could go there all the time. I can't sit there too long because I know I'll get overwhelmed. <laughs> um, my favorite city, I think is New Orleans. Nice. Because, like I said, I'm a foodie. Yep. Like, I love free food. I'm actually Presbyterian right now. Um so that's like the perfect spot for me, you know? Didn't we talk yeah, about jazz. that? Like,
0: didn't we talk about that that one day we went to lunch that you were either getting oh, yeah. ready to start or you're... Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I've been holding strong on it so far. Nice. It's been since December, since Christmas. Yeah. But, uh yeah, so I, I love the world. Just like the vibe. Just like the jazz vibe and everything. It's like everything's so laid back. And the, uh, it's um,
0: such a creative town. Like, the, the, yeah. mu- the music there. Like, people just, like, all of a sudden will just start playing music, walking down the street. Like I, yeah, I like agree. The random,
1: the random parades and everything. Yep. It's just, it almost feels like you're like, you're not in the country anymore, yep. you know, in a whole nother place, but I think is pretty cool. Yeah, It's
0: very European in some ways. Yep. Yeah. Now I, I agree. I, I think that's, I mean, you know, like uh, I, I always get nervous in hurricane season and cause I actually, I mean, I have a couple friends that live down there as well and yeah. so, you know, that, that hurricane that just, blasted through just missed them what last week yeah. and some, you know but it is like it's such a it's such a cool city to just kind of hang out in because it's yeah. got, like the vibe like you said the vibe is just so chill
1: like, I, I feel it like will never get old you nope.
0: know
1: nope. everything's so laid back The people everybody i've met down there's been so cool and like hospitable um and they got
0: a damn good football team down there
1: they do <laughs> they do got a lot um, of
0: buckeyes on that team Got a, lot yeah.
1: of... <laughs> got a lot of book bookouts everywhere right now that's true <laughs>
0: yeah
1: yep. i think other cities I, I love toronto yep toronto's like i remember pulling into it it looked like kind of like new york kind of skyline yep. huge but like just drop the city and seeing how clean it was i was that's like <laughs> i was
0: just gonna I say that
1: like, i was like what's going on it was like <laughs> no trash in the street yep. like everybody's like, nobody's honking the horn, no traffic. I was like, how's the city this big? And this many people here and everything just like. And you don't so feel smooth. like,
0: I always say, like I, you're saying exactly how I would describe Toronto. And the other thing I would say is like, I never feel like I'm in a big city. It feels yeah. very neighborhoody.
1: Exactly. Like just walking through the city, like ended up walking like probably 10, 15 miles the first day. Yep, And it's like, it just feels like, oh, I'm in this part. Like I'm just like. It feels like you're walking like a couple blocks, but you end up walking like ten, fifteen blocks. You yep. know, in like everything just kind of flows. You never really feel like you're rushed anywhere. Yep, I like can just like briskly walking through a neighborhood almost.
0: Yep. No, so I, I think
1: yeah, I think those are my two favorite cities right now. Cool.
0: Now I I great good choices. So, <laughs> <laughs> what we'll say? What we'll say yours are? Ah. Uh... I, I'm such I'm such a huge fan of of the mountains out out in Colorado. I don't really okay. like I don't really like Denver. I like where where you remember Mike. You met Mike, um, my yeah. business partner. So Chris and Mike live in in a town called Fort Collins, and I I just love it. It's a small town. I'm a, I'm a big fan of LA, and okay. not necessarily the the downtown part, but I like the ability to be at the ocean. To be in the mountains or to be in the desert with within you know like well probably 30 30 minutes to an hour but yeah. so stuff like and I, I i like seattle a lot um but I, yeah i um in chicago like yeah. i'm just i'm i'm not anti new york but i just new york is just it's it just always feels like everything's on top of you so when you said toronto like i like i 100% agree it's like toronto's like new york but clean open and it doesn't feel like you're in a big city kind of like chicago to me yeah so i've
1: I've got to make a trip out to la sometime i heard it's beautiful out there i got a friend that just moved to san diego
0: Oh God, go San beach. Diego is just ridiculous too. I
1: got to go visit him because he likes to send me pictures of him. like He'll be at the beach and then he'll be in the mountains hike, um, hiking. Yep. Like in the, <laughs> within an hour. I'm yep. just like, if you did Virginia, you got to drive like three, four hours to do something like that. Yep. You know?
0: And then trying to get down to Virginia Beach is just like yeah. during beach season or summer. It's just, you know, it should be what, like an hour and a half, but it takes like four hours. It's just stupid. Yeah,
1: especially right now. Yeah. So. I remember he was pictures like he'll just ride his bike to the beach and then ride his bike for a hike. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I guess insane. So I've definitely and and in
0: San public. Diego, it's like 85 degrees and not humid every day and sunny. Yeah. It,
1: yeah I thought people here, like the humidity here is insane. Like I uh, when, I in, when I lived in Arizona, it was 108, but it felt like.
0: You can sit under a tree. Degrees here. You can sit under a tree and it's not comfortable. Comfort. Here, it's like, I mean, today is actually perfect. Yeah. But like the last two weeks or three weeks has just been awful. Like oh, yeah. you can't so, do anything. Like you walk outside, you take a shower, you walk outside and immediately start sweating. And it's just like,
1: oh. I come home and like the first thing I do is jump in the shower. I just yep. feel like yep. I walk from my office desk to my car. And like <laughs> exactly. good feel sticky. I feel like yep. I'm sweating the whole time. Yep.
0: Now I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. So, um, well, dude, I, I, like, I super appreciate, like, is there anything like that we didn't like, I feel like we covered a good, a good chunk and we can, you know, like, this is the thing we can always get you back on and stuff too. But I'm just excited to see a, how the, you know, the, the non-for-profit pans out. I'm, I'm, you know, like looking forward to seeing more work. Like you got to send me new images, by the way. So, cause we What's always, we always want to promote the, you know, the ones that we work with and stuff. But, um, like I said, you know, just, just excited a, that we got put in touch with the, with each other, because I just think you're such a good dude. Um, I think what you're doing, um, you know, is exactly what we're excited about because you're, you're really fully entrenched in both worlds still, you know, like and you're teaching and, and I just think you're, you're just, it's, it's inspiring. And that's what I think at the, at the end of the day, I think more people in the world like you is better. (laughs) So
1: Appreciate it. I appreciate all these podcasts you've been doing as well. Trying. you think, you think some amazing. We say. I said we're trying. <laughs> yeah, you've you got some amazing guests so far. I feel like yep. I'm learning so much. I listen to them like when I'm at my desk at work. Yep. All the time. Um, just keep them going, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, dude, and, with and, more also. and
0: and you, like anybody you know that that even mildly is in this world, put them in touch with us because like. We're just like, you know, like we're just plowing, plowing along. And, you know, we just, the more content, the better as far as I'm concerned. And it's, it's super, it's fun for me because it's like, you know, like this is just a conversation to me. And it's like just you and I having lunch like we did, you know, and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm a hundred percent excited when we get out of this stuff to like get back into, into the stuff we're doing and start showing your work again. And, and, uh, you know. It'll happen, but it hopefully it'll happen sooner than later.
1: Yeah, and no, I'm I'm ready for this whole COVID thing to kind of run its course. Yeah, you know?
0: I agree. I agree. Well, dude, um, yeah, like sent like I said, send me more images. Um, any um, if you know anybody that's a musician, do you know like that would want to give us music to play because we you know if if you've listened to our podcast, we we put music on it. Um, if not, I'll just drop some, some beats or something on or some, you know, like whatever. Um, okay. you know, I always try to like ask, ask the people if, that I talk to, if, if you know anybody, cause then I can promote their music. So if you,
1: I got people in mind, I give you. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
0: Moment. Yeah. And like, as I said, just, if you know anybody that would want to be on this, it'd be awesome. It'd be great. So cool. Good. All right, dude. Well, uh, be well, be safe. Um, we'll catch up soon. We got we got things brewing that I'll like I'll catch you up on um, once things start moving a little bit more forward and um, keep doing what you're doing because you're doing some good shit.
1: I appreciate it. Cool. We're we'll gonna we'll stay in touch, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Okay, man. Can I get lunch again sometime? Hit a one yeah. of the uh, find find a new spot in Richmond. Well,
0: I, I I can ask my my buddy Manny owns Cuba and like he always has re- new recommendations, but I'm I'm yeah. down with anything. Yeah, I'm. Like I, my classes don't start until afternoon and stuff. So I'm, I'm, and I have Fridays off. So I'm, I'm totally down whenever
1: you want. That sounds good. Cool. All right, ma'am. Be All well. Right. You too. Stay safe. You too. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks Nigel again for jumping on the podcast today. Really had such a great time catching up and finding out more and more about his incredible art and, uh, what he's making and you know like really the incredible things he's doing again make sure to follow him on Instagram at ocho loco o c h o l o c o underscore vt make sure again to listen to our new podcast on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C follow us at theabstractdoctors.com and on social media under theabstractdoctors and One Man's Ethos podcast with Tony Mandrich which you can follow on Instagram at onemansethos and onemansethos.com and you can also check out Tony's art at tonymandrich.com and follow him on Instagram at Tony Mandrich thanks for listening to the Abstract Athlete podcast stop by our website theabstractathlete.com and social media outlets for future events pop-up exhibits podcasts and other information including daily creative training journals and subscription boxes see you next time when we talk with incredible painter investment advisor author activist and former nba star joe barry carroll thanks as always and do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind stay well out there